Chapter 16 of The Dawn of Medieval Europe, 476 to 918, by J. H. B. Masterman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. The Saxon Wars. At the time of Charles' accession to the Frankish throne, the northern frontier of his kingdom followed the line of the Rhine as far as Cologne and then turned east, parallel with the course of the Main, till a little beyond the Weser, where the Thuringian Franks fronted the Slavonic tribes farther east. North of this frontier line, the territories of the Saxons stretched up to the borders of Denmark and along the Elbe like the franks and the alemannians the saxons were a confederation of teutonic tribes whose original home had been in holstein from early times they had taken to a seafaring life and became the terror of the frisian and british coasts in the last days of the roman rule with the fall of roman authority in the west many of them had crossed the channel to find new homes in britain while others turned southward and occupied the district between the Elbe and the Rhine. Among the Saxons, local independence was strong. Each district had its own chief, and it is doubtful whether there was any general assembly of the Saxons like the Marchfield of the Franks. A certain bond of union seems to have been supplied by a sacred pole called the Irminsul, which had apparently been carried with them in their migrations and finally placed in the woods at Erisburg, where gatherings for tribal worship were occasionally held. For practical purposes, the Saxons were at this time divided into four groups, the Nordliudi, north of the Elbe, the Ostfali, on the left bank of the Elbe, the Agrarii, in the valley of the Weser, and the Westfali, between the Weser and the Rhine. They lived under strict laws in scattered villages and were masters of the art of guerrilla warfare. No missionary had yet penetrated into their country, and though Pippin had reduced them to a nominal submission, they remained still practically independent. Charles was moved to undertake the conquest of the Saxons, partly to protect the frontier lands from their raids, but even more by a desire to bring these heathen tribes to Christianity he could hardly have foreseen that by that work of conquest he was preparing the way for the shifting of the centre of gravity of the eastern kingdom from the frank to the saxon from aachen on the rhine to magdeburg on the elbe and so preparing also for the development of the more romanized west francia into a separate kingdom of france charles's wars with the saxons lasted for thirty years and involved at least eighteen campaigns in seven seventy two he led his first expedition into saxony stormed the fort of erisburg and destroyed the irmensul in much the same spirit of untempered zeal as that in which the israelites of old destroyed the idols of canaan the saxons pretended submission and gave hostages and the frankish army withdrew in the following year, while Charles was in Italy, they had their revenge. Crossing the frontier, they burnt the church of Deventer, while another band raided the Hessian villages and set fire to the church of St. Boniface at Fritzlar. But by what was thought to be miraculous intervention, the flames went out. 
on charles's return the raiders retreated followed by some frankish cavalry who did considerable damage in the following spring charles prepared for revenge and formulated the policy of offering the saxons the alternative of death or baptism he marched into saxony seized and fortified the strong positions of siegesburg and Eresburg, the first beginning of the network of forts that he gradually constructed throughout saxony and received the usual submission of the ostfali and the agrarii both of whom agreed if charles would waive the condition of forcible conversion to admit christian missionaries into their lands he then turned on the vestfali who had made an attack on his camp and compelled them also to submit in the following year charles was called away by a crisis in italy and the saxons took advantage of the opportunity to break into revolt and besieged the garrisons of siegeburg and Eresburg. charles hastened home gathered a great army at Wurms, and marched into saxony only to be met with the usual offers of surrender he took fresh hostages organized a more systematic mission under one sturm of fulda and built a palace and church at paderborn the leader of the rising a westphalian chieftain named widukint or widukint fled to denmark and in seven seventy eight he returned and roused the saxons to fresh rebellion they broke into hesse ravaging and slaughtering and even reached cologne where they burned the church of st martin the season was too far advanced for a frankish campaign that year but in june of seven seventy nine charles once more led a great army into saxony and after one pitched battle reduced the vestfali to submission the king now built a number of forts connected with roads reaching as far as the elba which now formed the eastern frontier of the frankish kingdom he tried to secure the allegiance of the tribal chiefs by giving them frank titles and large endowments he also endeavoured to force christianity on the saxons by rigorous laws and this appears to have been the cause of the rebellion that broke out as soon as he had withdrawn widukind was again the soul of the movement from which the local chiefs seem to have held off many of them as hostages had lived in francia and had probably become reconciled to the idea of incorporation in the dominions of charles and they were also jealous apparently of the power of widukind over the people it was this inability to cooperate that was fatal to all the saxon risings in many ways the saxons in their relation with the franks remind us of the highland clans in scotland in their relations with the scottish kings of the lowlands this rebellion of seven eighty was perhaps the most fierce of all widukind even invited the help of the slavs from beyond the elba and the christian saxons were treated with merciless cruelty the arrival of charles on the scene led to the usual scattering of the rebels but when he put four thousand five hundred saxons to the sword at verden for complicity in the rising a general outbreak followed and for three years he was obliged to wage strenuous war first defeating the enemy in the open field and then systematically burning the villages and devastating the country so sternly was the work done that it seemed as though the spirit of resistance was finally broken and even widukind abandoned the contest and submitted to baptism at attigny 
after which we hear no more of him in the history of the time a few years of peace followed and then rebellion blazed up again it began with the destruction of some frankish troops who had been sent to the mouth of the elba in seven ninety two and in the following year count theodoric one of charles's best generals was slain and his army destroyed near rustringen this disaster the worst that had yet befallen the royal cause in saxony was followed by a general repudiation of christianity as a dog returns to his vomit so did they return to the paganism which they had aforetime deserted they laid waste the churches that were within their border with fire and sword they rejected the bishops and priests that were set over them some they took prisoners and others they slew charles who was busy with his avar campaign conceived the idea of digging a canal between the retzat and the outmule by which he could transport his soldiers northwards or eastwards as occasion required but after a multitude of men had toiled at the task for months the swampy nature of the ground defeated the enterprise from seven ninety four to seven ninety nine each year had its saxon campaign charles now carried out a new policy of transplanting large bodies of saxons into francia and filling their vacant lands with franks or in the case of holstein with slavs he also carried a number of saxon youths to francia and had them brought up there as ecclesiastics so that he might be able to send missionaries of the saxon race to evangelize their fellow-countrymen after eight o three the long record of saxon rising ceases and charles was able gradually to modify the strictness of his rule the three great seas of osnabruck bremen and verden became centres of missionary activity and the saxons now incorporated in the empire guarded the eastern frontiers against the slavonic tribes beyond a hundred years later a saxon duke was destined to supplant the carolingian house in east francia and to found a new dynasty of german sovereigns End of chapter sixteen